if you think about what is the greatest case study in the world ever, right? And we rank the top 10 greatest case studies. There's a lot of them, right? What uh, case studies could be. But one of the greatest case studies in the world is how this, you know, a group of 50-something men came together who were not happy about what was going on in Britain. And they started this idea in 1776. And they wrote out the Federalist Paper, the Constitution, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then that went and turned into this behemoth of a country that positively impacted the world, technology that's being used around the world, and it validated that the best economical system in the world is capitalism. Um, If it allowed people to go out there and are willing to work and how big of a dream they wanted to build and how big of a life they wanted to build, you kind of leave them alone. You know, if they put a limit on how big of a YouTube channel you could make, you can't have a YouTube channel over 10 million. I mean, you know, you wouldn't have PewDiePie, you wouldn't have Mr. Beast. Maybe you'd be happy if you didn't have these guys. I'm not too familiar with those guys. But let but, me just say this, though. But if what you were saying was true, right? I mean, if we were really just going true, to base it. Well, it is true. I mean, this is if, the greatest you, case study ever. Well, it, but if you really want to look into actual, I mean, if you're really looking at that case study, right, yeah. you got to say um, this country and, you know, I, I, the, it, it is what it is, but. The idea uh, that this country was just simply capitalism, but it was also, there was a tremendous amount of free labor that was used to harvest a crop that made northerners wealthy, northern financiers wealthy, uh, shipping magnets wealthy, um, and it made, obviously, the plantation owners wealthy. Now, we would never advocate that but you should have slavery of today. Course, of course we but, wouldn't. But, but, but so to go back but, and but say— But wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't say something like that and give the black eye to the country because that was done in practically every country in the world. So well, it was a very—but but here's the part. I don't want to debate but, the, 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 but this the is, issue this is of where like, I would say with was that. slavery uniquely no, bad no, no, here no. versus anywhere no, the else? Point That's I'm not try- the point. No, the point I'm trying to make to you is if that was accessible everywhere— Okay. Well, no, it wasn't. In most countries, they had a form of slavery well, at one point or Well, but they also or... didn't have the confluation between slavery, cheap labor, and the fertile ground to grow cotton. For instance, for instance, let me just give you another example of, of like of, of this because you really, if you if you're going to talk about American history, and I'm not, this is not about America's particularly uniquely evil because their slavery was uniquely worse than someone else. You know, granted, we had chattel slavery, yeah. which was not as necessarily popular other places, but that doesn't matter. The bottom line is, if you're going to make an assessment on how this country grew, put aside like you know the, the the feelings of ego or hurt feelings that it makes me feel bad as an American, whatnot. If you want to just look at it coldly, all right, you look at something like the Trail of Tears. The reason why we had the Trail of Tears and killed all of those uh, Native American people is because. Plantation owners in Georgia and Alabama wanted the fertile ground that had been given uh, to those uh, native tribes because it was fertile ground. They could grow more cotton there. When, when we basically eliminated those Native Americans, sent them on the Trail of Tears, the number of slaves grew exponentially because these plantation owners got this raw material, which was the fertile ground, they brought in free labor to, uh, to harvest it. The hardest part of, of cotton, uh, of dealing with cotton, is the harvesting of it. I mean, this is part of the system. And, you know, I'm not saying that America is uniquely evil because of it or uniquely you great are, about though. it. You no, are saying no, that I'm not. You are saying that. I'm no, not I'm saying not that. that. I'm, I'm saying, just looking at the cold. I'm saying the greatest no, case study. Patrick, I'm just the, looking at the cold, hard facts. And if you're going to look at it as a case how study, do you, judge it? How do you, you have to make how the do, assessment how do you that judge, that is part of it. How do you Free ju- labor how do you helps judge, your business. How do you judge a great idea succeeding? How do you judge a great idea succeeding? What's your way of judging a great idea? The What's my way of... Uh, How do you, like, let's just say we come up with an idea, okay? And by the way, the idea could be as small as, hey, moving forward, Sam, I think what we need to do with your YouTube channel what's is... What's the goal? Uh, what do you mean, what's the goal? Well, if I'm going to measure a great idea, I want to yeah. know what the goal is. Because I feel like, here's the thing, Patrick. No, no, no. no and no, I don't mean this, I mean this with all due respect. Yeah. But I feel like your assessment of a, of, of a great idea or of a great thing of this is measured in how many dollars it is. No, I never said that. I never said that. No, but all of your examples are sort of like that. But can you play along instead of assuming? Just play along instead of assuming and jump to a conclusion. I'm going to give you the respect. Give me the respect as well. How do we judge a great... How do you judge a great father? 
How do I judge a great father? Yeah, how do you say he's a good Are you a good father? I, I, I try to be. Okay, I try to be. So I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am. Quite frankly, you and I are not going to know if we're good fathers, I think, for another 30 years. You know, we'll find out if we're a good father. Well, what would be the measure? Like, if you want it, like, like what is the metrics in which you no, measure? No problem. The so, so let me let me ask you this way. Okay, to me, uh, how do we judge a great show on YouTube? How do we judge a great restaurant? How do you judge a great, uh, I don't know, a great movie? How do we judge a uh, a great party? How do we judge a great nightclub? How do we how do we judge any of those things? I want to. This is. I would love to do this. You write down how you judge a great show on YouTube, and I write down how I, I judge a great uh, show on YouTube, and in you know, restaurant, movie, and I guarantee it's going to be different. Uh, oh, okay. So how do you judge a great restaurant? For I mean, I, I, a great restaurant. I'm not so great when it comes to food, but I would say like a great movie for me yeah. is uh, is a function of like maybe how much emotion I feel or how many insights I right. get from yeah. it. Um, and are they doing something that impacts the, the, the cultural language of film? I mean, that's the way I would judge. Cool. Great so movie. I would say one of the best ways to judge how, what countries done it the best around the world is how many people can't wait to go there. And if you judge it based on that, America's kicking everybody's tail. I'm an Iranian guy. I'm from Iran. You look at the amount of immigrants. I went through a refugee camp to come here, dude. My parents got a divorce. My mom's in town last night. Her and I were having a conversation till late at night. We sacrificed a lot. They sacrificed their marriage, language, barrier, all just to come to America, okay? My mom and dad never said. What was the situation in Iran? It's a pretty shitty situation yeah. in Iran, but also why did, but we had a lot of other Same options. Same in Honduras, we had Nicaragua. But we had 195 other options. Why do we come here? Why don't we go to Russia? Why don't we go to China? Why don't we go to Venezuela? Why don't we go to Cuba? Why don't we go to Germany? Why don't, why do we come to America? Why is America leading 4X number two, 40 plus million people that want to come here? So you could say, well, you know, uh, it's because that's not really a right way to measure it because if you think about this, this, that. Why do so many people want to come to America? I think I think there. I, I, I mean, I, I think because there is a a promise. I don't know if it's kept. In many instances, it's not. But there is a promise of more economic opportunity. Certainly, depending on where you come from, it's 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 pretty clear. Like I mean, if you're coming from Honduras. Um, there's an uh, there's there's more economic opportunity. It's also theoretically safer, right? Than than Honduras is. Many of those people also have relatives that come here. I mean, there's a whole host of reasons. You've got also a um, a tremendous mix of people here. So there's a community. There's an Iranian uh, community. Why though? Why are they coming here though? Well, why did they come here? Because it's because a lot easier to drive to Russia than it is to drive to U.S. I can't even drive to you. It's a longer flight. Well, I think it's, it's expensive. the promise why, of why our democracy, go? too. Got it. So because of what the founders created, a system where I could come here as an atheist. When I came here, I was an atheist. I didn't believe in a God. I didn't think God exists. If a God really exists, why would we have all these wars in Iran? That makes no sense to me. Good for you weak people that you think you need to go to. I don't need it. And then later on in life, at 25 years old, I made a different decision. But nobody judged me if I was an atheist when I was in the army. Nobody said anything to I, me. I, yeah, no, I, I, was, I was Iranian. I went in the army. Yeah, we had some jokes. We made fun of each other, truly. Like, people made fun of each other, but we Patrick, got along. You, I feel like you misinterpreted why I was explaining that the, the, uh, how the, the economic power was built in this country. I'm not saying that America is bad. That's not my point. Are you saying this is the greatest case study of a country in the world ever? The greatest case study? Yeah, like, what meaning, do you mean, meaning, meaning that, that when it comes down to showing opportunity, no other country has done it better than America has based on what it was founded on. I mean, you could argue that, like, you know, the, our mobility numbers, it, 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 certainly at times, it, it, at times okay. it's met I think that that's promise. Fair. I, think I mean, that's, that's why I want to go back to that tax yeah. rate, because the time where we had the most mobility in our society, now granted, we still, you know, in the 50s and 60s, if you were black, you didn't have the same civil rights, obviously. Uh, I mean, you know, you couldn't engage in commerce in the same way. You couldn't, you know, 
Uh, Country's but, always going to make progress. We keep getting better. Indeed. Sounds like yeah. you want to make but, America great again, but just tax purposes. Well, Sam well is no, a I just want to go when I, when I go when I go to the, when I when I think about the 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 the, the greatest expansion of the economy mm-hmm. for the most amount of people. It was during that era. So let's go. This was a great but I chat. But also will say this. Here we go. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I do appreciate Donald Trump uh, defending Social Security and Medicare. I don't believe necessarily that he would do that if he got into office. But I certainly appreciate him doing it. Side note: For selfish reasons, did you watch the movie The Whale? I did. Did you like it? Yeah, I had mixed feelings about it. I actually used to be friends with uh, the director, and so I can sometimes sort of see. I, I it's hard for me to sort of separate what I'm watching, but. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was was interesting. I thought it was a terrible example for parents to watch and kids to watch. Dad gave up on the kid. It was a very difficult movie to watch. I thought Brandon crushed it. I am so happy to see that guy do what he did. What an incredible performance to do what it he did. It was a great performance. I thought that was a ten of a performance. Very redemption is a great story to see. But anyways, the did story they win? Did me they off. win the? Uh, no, they movie? didn't win. I think the he, movie that won was the other. Everything all at title. once won the. Yeah. I thought performance-wise, he crushed it. Okay, let's go into Trump. Let's talk about some Trump uh, uh, topics here, and let's transition into that because we got 35 more minutes. I'd like to hit a couple other topics here. Oh, shit, my page is missing. Which one? Pages. Let me see if I can find it. I would like to go to – yeah, this is better. I would like to go to – uh, the story about what's going on with him, and you know how we said Tuesday, I'm going to get arrested, all this stuff. Let me read that story, ba 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 uh, uh, where is the story on that? But first of all, I'll just ask you the question. So, what are your thoughts about what's going on right now with him? You know, the New York getting him to get arrested, and all these deep fakes have come out. If you can show some of the pictures, Rob, on the deep fakes that uh, they're showing, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you got to give them credit for what they're doing. No, Go I, to the next uh-huh. one. You know, you got yeah. m- more here, and then keep going. This is fake. He would yeah, never no, run like that, by no, the way. Of course, but that's, yeah. no chance well, I, he's running. That's not happening. That's that, his, that look how young, they yeah. look younger. Keep going. Yeah. You, did, I mean, but, oh, but, but tackle the cops. But mind you, but mind you, Pat, Pat, this is right now. And my cousin Ryan was just at one of these conventions <laughs> where all these AI, AI, AI producers. Is that I'm Trump AI. as a cop, by the way? No, Melania is really pissed off. Yes, it is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, but I didn't even know. Oh, that, I, I can't go here. Yeah, you're Melania. You're Melania. under arrest. But uh, my cousin just went to a convention where he's with with all these AI programmers and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we're having problems, just you know, with the fingers and stuff." But can you imagine? This oh, is yeah, just random. No, in five in years, the propaganda it's, machine just going to be insane. Like Sam, I have a video of you, and it's it, totally. prove, prove to me. That you weren't here stabbing or robbing or running. And, no, and just, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I Sam, agree totally. Oh, my God, Sam. And just the just the, the trying to prove yourself is like you weren't, your innocence is going to be insane. And I'm it's like, going to be is, really nuts. Oh, God. It's I think it's going to be, really be bad both ways, by the way. That 100%. You know what I mean both ways? What do you mean? I, I mean, the other side, guys are going to be like, nah, that's not me. That's a deep fake. Yeah, right. what, I think oh. it's going to be oh, yeah. Prove, oh, both yeah. used yeah. against you oh, in yeah. and out where uh, the lawyer's going to come oh. in and they're going to say, yeah, that's not really him. That's, that's a deep fake. That's what is done. known as the shaggy approach. The, it wasn't me. It wasn't yeah, me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, that. So, okay, so this whole thing, are they, you know, the conversation from the left or the right or people in the middle who really are like, I don't know what's going on. The right, they're targeting him because they want to eliminate a competition and they've been trying to do it so many different times. The left, no, this guy did break the law and let's go get him arrested because he is this, he is that. Where do you, where are you at with this scenario? I, you know, I, uh, I've always sort of like looked at criminal cases, you know, even from like uh, even before I got into this and and, and sort of felt like uh, I, I let juries decide. I mean, it's not unprecedented that somebody would like John Edwards went through something very similar to this um, in his race. Uh, he, I think, was ultimately acquitted, but I don't know how the details are different. But I mean, look, this one, you know. As far as like, am I offended that he paid hush money to, uh, you know, someone he was having an affair with or something like that? I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't lie on your business forms. Right. I mean, you, you know that. I mean, it's it's illegal if you do that. If they're prosecuting him, the, they're, they're prosecuting him. If a grand jury indicts him, a grand jury indicts him. I don't think that he should get off because he's a former president. Um, I think the one in Georgia is probably a lot more serious in terms of an offense towards our democracy. Uh, and we'll see what happens with that. I mean, so um, does it help him? Does it hurt him? You know, some people say it's gonna, Elon Musk is like he's going to be there. This is pretty much going to guarantee him winning the election. 
Where are you at with that, with what's going to happen? I think here? it probably helps him in the, the really? Republican primary. Um, Got it. I, uh, I, I don't, I think he was going to win the public, you know, I think he's going to win the Republican primary. Um, I think in the general election, it, it remains to be seen. You know, there's, there's so many factors. I, I had predicted very early on that he would probably win the Republican primary in 2016. I was not, I did not predict correct, uh, predict correctly in the general election. I can yeah. tell you that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Look, he has a very solid base of support, and um, I think the my experience of the conservative movement and the conservative mind is that uh, aggrievement is a big motivating factor. Um, there is always like some argument of you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I I have to use other pronouns. It's a, an imposition on me or um, the whatever it is. The gay's marriage is an imposition mm. on me or Muslims are an imposition on me or whatever it is is an imposition on me. That aggrievement drives it. And this is why I think he knows there, there is some value to get out of it. At least he's using it for fundraising. I don't think he wants to be indicted. I don't think that's a pleasant thing. You got to expend money on yeah. lawyers and stuff like that. Um, but my guess is it would probably help him. I mean, DeSantis in this morning console poll I saw, I guess yesterday, maybe the day before, he said his lowest ebb. He went up and then he went back down. I think the more he goes around, people don't like him that much. And I think I'm not terribly surprised by that. I feel like you could see that with like Giuliani and Scott Walker. These were people who were very popular in their own uh, area, or at least there was a perception they were very popular, and then nationally they just fizzled out. I mean, I don't think DeSantis is, uh, I don't think there's really a lot of evidence that DeSantis is as popular as, you know, coming out of Florida. You'd probably know better being here, but, um, you know, I look at his vote tallies in the last election. He was running against a horrible candidate who's lost in every single party that exists. Charlie uh, Chris. Yeah, Charlie Chris is yeah, one yeah. of the worst candidates in the world. I don't yeah. know why they bring this guy out. And DeSantis, you know, basically performed in the same way that Marco Rubio did. Um, there's no way and, better than Mar Rubio. No, did. Rubio won by like 1.3 million votes, 1.4 million. And I think DeSantis won by 1.5, 1.6. I mean, Chris, Charlie Chris is a horrible candidate. I mean, I mean, just horrible. And the Democratic Party in Florida is really, really weak. I mean, it's not doing a very good job as an institution. Um, and so, I don't know that the uh, I I think that there's. Um, you know, but we'll see. I, I mean, I, I, I think it. I think it'll, it may help him, may hurt him. I mean, it's going to hurt him if he's in jail. Do you right? think it'll get there? You think it'll get there? It's hard for me to imagine. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I don't know what like you know the people are saying like Biden should step in. We, the same people who complain that Biden's some type of dictator want him to step in and tell a, a district attorney in Manhattan don't don't prosecute. Who's saying him. that? Who's who, who's saying that? Who's saying the, 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 for him to step in? Yeah. Well, Oh, God. I mean, you see it all over the place. I saw Tucker Carlson at the very least. I know, you know, was articulating it two nights ago. Biden should step in. What? And what? Pardon him? I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, no, yeah. What, is, what is the president supposed to do well, but, but, about but, a charge in, in New York? Yeah, but, there it is. Yeah. Begs Biden to stop indictment for the sake of the country. How does he do that? Yeah. Yeah. He kept Sneak up. into the uh, the grand jury? I, think, I don't know if that's, that's overreach. a... Yeah, yeah. In a big way. I think I think it's more... You know, what is happening is, it's the same thing with Tate, right? A guy, I had Tate's, Andrew Tate's lawyer on. I don't know if you f follow his story. I had her, his lawyer on, right? So anyways, but I said, with a guy like this, you know, every month he gets an additional 30 days for six months. So he's going to be 180 days of keeping him in the Romanian jail. They could have done it in April of last year, but they delayed it until October, whatever month it was when they did it, November when they arrested him. And it's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I said, if they don't get this guy this time and he comes out, he's going to blow up and even more because it's going to be every time you try to get me to blame me for something and it's not coming true, you got to stop. And his image gets bigger and bigger. Whether it was Russia, whether it was whatever, they've tried so many different ways to get this guy, Trump. And the, his audience then says, well, I told you, they're just targeting this guy. They're just targeting this guy. They're just targeting this guy. And, and the MAGA group, uh, not all the other Republicans, rhinos, but the MAGA group is like, dude, these guys are targeting him. So the support form is going to get bigger and bigger 
each time they do this. My question for you would well, be: I don't following. think that should be a concern of prosecutors. I don't think that you should. I don't think you should. I don't think so. No, if, you got, yeah, if you got a case, go for it. I'm not telling yeah, you to exactly. do or not. If you got a case, but by the way, if you got a case, you got to also go after Hunter Biden. If you got a case, you also oh, got to go after. What is the charges? Uh, well, I mean, they're investigating. Yeah, Hunter if, Biden. You, if you do, if you do find, course, you should go course, for it. If you got course. the laptop, don't say we don't have the laptop and not look through it. There's a part of that that becomes favoritism. Question for you would be the following: Do you think which is more likely to happen? Okay, and DeSantis, let's just say, wins. Uh, uh, not the general, but he wins a primary. Okay, let's just say he does. Okay, the chances are slim. You know, CPAC was twenty percent, Trump sixty. I'm just saying, let's just say that happens. Okay. Okay. What's more likely to happen for DeSantis's camp to support Trump if Trump wins the primary, or Trump's camp to support DeSantis? <laughs> we all know the answer to that. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? No, and, Trump's not going to support DeSantis. Yeah. I, 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 like, I mean. No, I think not Definitely in a million not. years. No, and Pat, here's my question though: Do you think that there's a, is there a, a percent like a possibility that DeSantis realizes, okay, this cat Trump is going to win, and then doesn't even announce that he's going to run? You know, that's that was my thinking up until like uh, a month ago. It's a very yeah. good question. But this guy, I mean, I mean, if I was DeSantis, I would say I'm going to wait. Yeah, and be, maybe be the vice president. <laughs> Well, because... I don't think he'll be VP, though. Dude, think, if he becomes no, VP, he'll be the biggest become, shocker. He won't become VP. Christine, look, Christine Noem, it's going to be DeSantis, somebody like Carrie Lake. that. Lake. Is Not Kerry Lake. I don't think it's going to be Kerry DeSantis is young. He could wait four years. Yeah. Trump is out of the picture. Yeah. Uh, there's an open. There's no incumbency uh, in the president. Incumbency is very helpful, regardless of who the president is, more often than not. Um, I think he's got a much better shot. I mean, he's going to go up against Trump. And in this Republican Party, I mean, I don't I think once Trump is gone, like literally gone, yeah. like departed the planet, um, then I think there's going to be an opportunity for other people in the Republican Party. But he has a hold. He'll still be tweeting on Thursday <laughs> when he's gone. Yeah. It's like it's like blockbuster. You know, how blockbuster retweeted, but I'm still here. He'll still tweet. tweet. Yeah. I mean, I, he has a, a big hold on the party because, in many respects, the party was really um, was was training itself to uh, em, embrace a guy like Trump for years and years. Okay, so did you see DeSantis on Pierce Morgan? Have you seen the interview yet? Or no, not? I haven't. Okay. So I think this is like the first time where he he went at it a little bit. I don't know if you saw any of that. So I'll I'll, I'll go to this article. It's an insight. You got Trump's though, t- uh, t- uh, Truth Social. What he wrote that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's hilarious. It's so funny. fantastic. Which one are you talking about? Social. The gay, the, the men gay. and women thing, or w- which one are you talking about? No, he he wrote. Uh, hey, you find it. I'm going to read the story. Okay. The Santas breaks a silence on manufactured circus around expected Trump indictment. I don't know uh, what goes into paying hush money to a porn star. Uh, again, Republican Governor DeSantis criticized a Manhattan jury investigation to President Trump's uh, expected. I don't know what goes into paying hush money for a porn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just can't speak to that. And then he follows up and he talks about how it's not fair what they're doing and it's a circus and all this other stuff. But that is a shot that he took at him. And then, boom, here's Donald Trump. Ron, the, sanctman, the sanctimonious We'll probably uh, find out about false accusations and fake stories sometimes in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and uh, illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage, or possibly a man. I'm sure he will want to fight them, these misfits. Just like, <laughs> I, <laughs> that is hilarious. He, he went even harder on uh, DeSantis uh, last night. And um, basically, just did all the op, uh, you know, the um, the oppo research you need. I mean, it's it's a long thing, but he goes like, you know, um, read the whole thing. Ron, now that Ron DeSanctimonious is finally admitting he's in the race by beginning to fight back, for some reason he capitalizes yeah, race. I yeah. don't know why he does that. Yeah. And now that his polls also capitalizes P, but I won't stop every time he does weird capitalization has crashed. He has no other choice because his, his polls did crash. Yeah. Uh, he, let me explain the facts. <laughs> He is, for a Republican, an average governor. He got 1.2 million uh, less votes in Florida than me. He fought massive cuts in Social Security and Medicare and wanted Social Security minimum age to be raised to 70 years old or more. I can't tell you how excited I am that Donald Trump is, like, 
like like splitting the Republican Party in half over the Social Security and Medicare. I really can't. I mean, I I don't I don't trust that he would maintain its integrity if he got into office. Right. I mean, still waiting for his his new health care plan that was like only six weeks away from being revealed uh, eight years ago. But I'm really happy about this. He is a disciple of Paul Ryan and did whatever Ryan told him to do. I was also not a fan of Paul Ryan. Florida has been successful for many years, long before I put Ron there. (laughs) It's amazing what ocean and sunshine will do. Surprise. Ron has a big lockdown governor. I mean, he goes on and on. I mean, he just basically says, like, all the problems with Florida. Um, uh, in education, Florida ranks worst amongst the country in crime statistics. Florida ranked third uh, worst in murder, third worst in rape, third worst in aggravated assault. For 2022, Jacksonville was ranked as one of the top 25 major crime cities in the country, with Tampa and Orlando not doing much better. On education, Florida ranks 39 in health and safety in the country, 50 in affordability, 30 in education. Hardly greatness there. I mean, uh, this is his tweet. What was that? Was a truth this social. was on Truth Social. You, uh, you know. What is that called? A if truth bomb. Truth what bomb. is that? <laughs> truth bomb. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, it sounds like they need some limits. From you have to understand, from my perspective, right? Like I, I think that Donald Trump is is a danger. I happen to think that George W. Bush, uh, you know, arguably did a lot worse. I mean, he killed hundreds of thousands of people on a lie, mm-hmm. um, and but um, uh, you know. Donald Trump really destroyed parts of the administrative state that I think are problematic. Rolled back this uh, banking thing that we started move with. Move your phone. Move your oh, sorry. Phone away from Rolled back the uh, the banking um, uh, provision that is causing all this problem right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, I like a guy who's out there saying don't touch Social Security and Medicare, and I like a guy out there who is like uh, cutting against the the whole myth that New York City is particularly violent. Our crime statistics are down like 69% from the 80s, from 1980. So like, so like 70%. That's our friend Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani well, up the I have an alternate theory because Come on, if, Sam. Come on. if you want to look at crime nationally and internationally, when 20 years after they got rid of leaded gasoline, we know lead is a neurotoxin, right? Uh, 20 years after, both nationally and internationally, if you look in, in cities, Crime dropped precipitously. So it was the gasoline's fault. It was the lead, uh-huh. which is a known poison, neurological poison. The story of lead just in gas is also just a horrible story of corporate malfeasance. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but um, they knew from the beginning that that lead additive was, um, yeah, well, there's the, you can, well, there, uh, they, Sam, Sam, back to your initial point. This was an endorsement for Trump. By yeah, I was going to say, I love it. I want you to know. It says Sam just Does Trump have your vote in the green room. Does Trump have your vote or no? <laughs> oh, no. No, he doesn't have my vote. But he certainly has my well wishes. <laughs> yo, yo, but, but, and, 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 From the grave. So, pal, was, before we came in, I was talking to, to Mike, who's, who's uh, back in the, in, in the booth. Like, uh, my thing with, the, with all the investigations from Russia to all that DNC with Hillary, and one of the Democrats is going to realize two things. Number one, Leave, if you leave this guy alone, like how DeSantis has been, just don't even give him all these all these DAs and everybody's trying to corrupt. Why doesn't the Democratic Party, instead of trying to just go after Trump with all this false bullshit that is making his base riled up, find a candidate, a viable, likable candidate to go against this guy so they don't have to do all this FBI bullshit, you know, trying to get the guy. Like, why not have a good person to go against them? Well, I, I don't understand when people characterize it as the Democrats doing this. Like, Alan Bragg is a Democrat, but what is what is the what is the DNC or, you know, uh, Joe Biden supposed to do about a, a Manhattan DA? What is he supposed to do about all the prosecutors in Georgia who are Republicans? I mean, that's the real case. That's the real dangerous I one. I fully agree with the Georgia um, case. Yeah, yeah Georgia's I mean, a whole different situation. Yeah, and yeah. listen, if Trump had just returned the frickin' documents... When he found them and when he was asked, I mean, he, he, they were asking him for months and months and months, just give us the documents back. He wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the guy wouldn't do it. He lied to his own attorneys about having them. Mm-hmm. He'd be fine. Nobody cared about that. The whole thing was the, the cover-up, essentially, in that case. I mean, I don't think Democrats want to focus on Donald Trump. I mean, I, I, frankly, you know, for me, as you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a registered Democrat, but it's more or less so that I can vote in the primaries. Mm-hmm. I more or less vote against Republicans is mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. But um, have you ever voted for a Republican? I probably have on like a very local level, uh, you know, when I was living upstate. You probably haven't if you don't remember. Well, I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes there's only one person running. 
And uh, if there's only one person running for like you know county supervisor, so but you, you were but, that but but on a local level, <laughs> local level. I mean, I can't name every Democrat I voted on a local level. <clears throat> on local level, things have gotten much more nationalized with with politics, even on a local level. Yeah. Let's go to let's but, go to the next story. Go go pull up the clip of Xi and uh, Putin talking to each other. I'm curious to get his feedback here. If you have the video clip, it's on Twitter. Uh, you can find it. It's all over the place when they're talking. Uh, but if you want to finish your thought, you can finish your thought while he's finding this video. Uh, well, uh, gonna, Sam, well, let me talk about Sam, lead. Yeah, yeah, Sam, I just really found Oh, there you Sam. go. You found it? Okay, good. Make oh. that bigger. So this is Xi and Putin talking. If you can go back so you can read what they're saying. Uh, okay, there you go. So, Check the audio to see if we have the audio. Change is coming that hasn't happened okay. in 100 go years. For it. Can you hear it? Change is coming that hasn't happened Press in 100 play. years. And we are driving that change together. An Asian guy speaking Russian. That's crazy. Wait, wait, who, who is saying that? That, uh, that's that a translator. That's uh, that she's telling uh, Putin this, but his translator is it's translator. Oh, she's telling Putin yeah, yeah, yeah. that change is coming. No, Putin said that. Uh, is it Putin who said it, or is it the? No, no. The the the, the Russian the, the Asian guy is uh, she's translator. He's translating in Russian. Make the tweet smart to find out who's saying this at this point. Yeah, it's sort of is important. Zoom to know. <laughs> very important. Yeah, uh, she it's, says it's it to Putin. It, yeah, yeah, she, she says tells it to Putin. Putin. Yeah. That's she. That's she's a translator, which which threw me off because I'm like, yo, that guy's. By the way, I mean, look, there can, is. Can we watch Putin wave goodbye like a 16 <laughs> year old girl? Let me see. Is missing see. his boyfriend. Please watch this. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. Bye. <laughs> it does it four more Bye. times. Bye. I love you. Watch Bye. this. Bye. And even as he drove off, he's like jogged down the street. Yeah, it, it very clearly shows who's the boss in that I mean, relationship. But, but that's and pretty. That's pretty scary, though, Sam. Like, like, like to see these two guys, two of our biggest like adversaries, coming together and doing like a hey, th- like it's gonna be good from now on. It's kind of a scary. Fo- that's a scary ass moment, if you ask me. I mean, I I am really um, uh, I I. I I, I am really reluctant to um, to get too like engaged in, in wanting to have a conflict with China. I mean, this has been coming for a couple of decades. Back when I was doing uh, radio, I interviewed Gary Hart, who sat on a uh, a commission right before 9/11 on the greatest threats to the United States in the 21st century. And they had a commission of about I don't know, like 30, 40 people, had them lined up. What do you think is the number one threat to uh, the United States? Most of the people said non-state actor terrorists. Mm-hmm. That was pretty prescient. Some said state-supported uh, state terrorists. One person said China. Mm-hmm. This is in 1999 or 2000. And um, three months later, they meet again. Same thing happens. Everybody laughs at the person in China. Yeah. That person never came back uh, onto the commission. Wow. It was Dick Cheney's wife. Oh, and wow. I'm quite convinced that for a long time, the uh, neoconservatives, you know, uh, primarily in the Republican Party, but some, I think, in, you know, the Democratic Party, but primarily in the Republican Party, have been, you know, g- uh, worried about China. Uh, and it's all about economic dominance. Um, and I think that, like, uh, you know, we had the Asian uh, pivot. If you remember back in, tw- you probably were aware of this, in, uh, in, the, in the aughts where our fleet was moved to the Pacific from the Atlantic. Um, and we've been gearing up for this conflict with China, basically to protect the interests of uh, multinational corporations, particularly American corporations. And that's what the TPP was all about. Um, and I, you know, I'm in favor of making sure that we have uh, supply lines and logistics, you know, moving and having production, uh, you know, uh, onshore. But, I also like think that like we should not be getting into a war to protect the interests of some corporation who's you know who, who's not necessarily providing benefit to the United States per se. How how do you how do you see this in in regards to uh, Ukraine and how this affects Ukraine? Does this show you know hey uh, uh, Ukraine U.S. all the proxy wars that you're causing? Look who's teaming up with me now, Xi. Is this going to change the strategy of U.S. and NATO towards Ukraine, or this doesn't do anything there? Um, I, I don't. I don't know how it could change anything in the context of Ukraine. I mean, I, 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 I would. I understand why we 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 probably 
wouldn't hear of what the exit strategy is, but I think that we should have some type of exit strategy in terms of support for Ukraine. I agree. At the same time, um, this is not a, a, a fight that the United States picked. I, I, I am someone who, f who felt like we shouldn't expand NATO. Um, in fact, I think I was somebody who was feeling like we can start to sort of maybe disengage yeah. on some level in NATO. That is now obviously off the table because, <laughs> you know, Putin, if, if, if he was worried about NATO, that was the worst thing he could have possibly done, it seems to me, uh, was to give everybody in Europe a reason to uh, be supportive of, of NATO. But um, look, we made a deal with Ukraine in 93. Give up your, uh, your, your nukes and we will protect you. Um, and uh, I, 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 as long as we don't have regime change, uh, and as long as like we uh, there's, you know, some like sort of clear eyed notion of like how much um, uh, territory Ukraine can get back. I don't know that we're going to go to pre 2014 uh, um, uh, borders. Um, but at the same time, also, you can't you know, I wouldn't want the, I, look, I was against the Iraq war. I'm against uh, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Same uh, same arguments like I'm not I'm not convinced that there was a imminent threat to uh, Russia from Ukraine uh, that that brought about their uh, their attacks on, on, on. Are you in favor of the amount of support we're giving Ukraine right now? You know, I'm of two minds of it. I mean, uh, you know, I think like obviously we need to provide them uh, some support, but I, I do worry about how deep our engagement gets. Yeah. I, I think that like if you're Putin, you're waiting to see if Donald Trump becomes president. Because um, if Donald Trump becomes president, then you're quite confident that all the funding is going to dry up and you stay into that war. The dilemma that the Biden administration has, is they have to show like overwhelming commitment that would like surpass, that would go beyond uh, even if Donald Trump becomes president. Um, and, and so why do you some, think the Biden administration? Sam, some may say uh, if if Putin is waiting for Trump to become president because the funding would dry up for Ukraine and get weaker, why didn't he attack Ukraine under Trump? Because he would have never supported Ukraine. He thought that he could get Ukraine without having to be military and go in militarily. Do you think? Uh, I think he thought that Trump was going to deliver him Ukraine. I'm not convinced that. I mean, you had Manafort on, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did have. Him. You, he would have been a good guy to ask yeah. why, uh, yeah. why why Putin yeah. thought Malibu, that. Maybe, Malibu, very interesting guy to have on. Oh, he, I, I would imagine. Yeah. He's a, very he's, a he's, he's very smart, but uh, Pat, but from all that that's going on, from all that that hooking up with you know she and Putin, just was it yesterday, right after this meeting, or was it before? Was threatening. He's like, if the if the West sends tanks or any depleted uranium or anything to to help uh, Ukraine fight that war, he's like nuclear components and attack. Well, like now this guy's threatening like. Nuclear well, he, he threatened that, you know, early on, yeah. too. I yeah. mean, the problem with backing down from a nuclear threat is that it becomes all of a sudden like licensed to do yeah. whatever you want 100%. if you have nukes. I yeah. mean, mm. um, it's 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 a dilemma. I don't think the Biden administration wanted this by any stretch of the imagination. I, and in fact, the reporting didn't want it. No, did not. I think the reporting actually was that the Biden administration was convinced that Putin would take over Ukraine within a matter of days mm -hmm. and with a week. And then the problem that or the dilemma they had or, you know, for many in the in national security state, I think they saw it as an opportunity, was that Putin was not doing well yeah. and that uh, Russia was a bit of a paper tiger. And then at that point, it gave mm. it opened the door of an opportunity for all these war hawks and these people who want to make a ton of money by selling and manufacturing weapons. Yeah. You know what I wonder? I wonder. I'm sorry. Let me just say this. No, I'll God, yeah, right. I, I wonder if you know how you feel about Iraq, not just you. A lot of people on both sides feel about Iraq and how it was a waste of a war. And then the way we got out of it and it cost us another 83 billion dollars. We can go and, and talk from many different angles. I wonder what people will say about our, um, our level of support to Ukraine 10, 20 years from now. I am so curious. I'm so curious if it's going to be another one of those we should have never gone in or it's going to be we should have gone in more or if Trump was president, this would have never happened or the motives, the intentions, the reasoning. Uh, uh, I don't think 100% we're going to know what's really going on there for a minute. Yeah, it's and I think we and, and yeah. we'll never know <clears throat> what would have happened had we not provided Ukraine with the ability to stop uh, Russia from making it part of a Russian empire. And where w would would um, Putin's um, uh, interest end at Ukraine? 
Certainly, there's, yeah. there's, there's countries around there that don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, revisiting your comment about uh, how much support Biden has given and why he's doubling down and sending Yellen and sending uh, Blinken and selling all uh, the latest was Merrick Garland. He just he's doubling down on this. Why do you think that is? Well, I think I think if I'm Putin, I'm thinking that, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because if the administration changes, it's it's a change, right? Like, you know, if you don't like uh, your situation, that's an old edict, right? You know, if you don't like your situation, you wait and see, uh, you know, there's going to be a change coming or possibly. Mm-hmm. And this is Biden trying to sort of like signify that we're not going to do that. There was reporting about Bakhmut where the, the Biden administration had told uh, uh, Ukraine, you got to cut your losses in Bakhmut. Because it's just not strategically necessary and you don't have the ability to do it. You don't have the ability to take over Crimea. You don't have the ability to do this. You just don't. Our, our an- analysts think that you don't have the ability to do it. And uh, but then, you know, uh, it, it, it was almost like that got too much publicity and the Biden administration can't show that level of weakness. They need to show full commitment so that Putin thinks they're in for the long haul. I don't know. This is like, I, these games are horrible. Five minutes left. Let's do a quick speed round. What are your thoughts on Musk, uh, what he's doing, his impact, Twitter, uh, just Elon Musk, period. What are your thoughts about him? I don't know. Double the amount of anti-Semitism, according to a report. 40% loss of, uh, of ad revenue as of December. I don't, you know, I find it a lot less interesting of a place, frankly. Uh, uh, Twitter, you know, long term, long term, is it gonna, is it gonna end up being a? I think he's a bit of a charlatan. I think he sold a bunch of, like, I think like a, a lot. Of, he's got problems with his, uh, with um, uh, the the Tesla, and I think that like he's all, you know, he's admitted that his whole hyperloop stuff was just a way to uh, crash public transportation. He wanted to crash that high speed rail. He was successfully helped uh, derail it i think that's not in the best interest of society uh so is he know. a net positive to society no come on you don't think so you don't think he's a net positive to society no so what do you think about all his like twitter files and all the showing the people like what the what the government and everybody's really doing behind the scenes like is he a wolf in sheep's clothing especially like with that situation and like with the ai hey, look i think he he selectively leaked uh, stuff on twitter files i think it's a problem when the president of the united states tries to silence somebody they did this with the smothers brothers nixon did it back in the day i mean yeah i think that's bad uh, but i don't think that we see the whole story about what's going on there oh i i agree with that what do you mean by that what do you mean by that I don't know. I mean, if you were going to, I mean, he's going to do what's in his interest, right? I mean, he's going to release what's in his best interest to release. Yeah, but some of the stuff about how they, you know, the New York Post story was held back and Twitter getting the emails and Matt Taibbi, I'm sure you know who Matt Taibbi is. Of course. For Matt to come and for him to say, Matt's not a Republican. He's a Democrat. Yeah, for him to say. Well, I mean, uh, Matt is a contrarian reporter. And I think, you know, Matt also said, that he felt that uh, Russiagate was equivalent to the weapons of mass destruction lie. And uh, to me, that's, you know, I, I think you could argue that, the, you know, uh, parts of the media got it wrong, but it wasn't n- even remotely close. I thought that example You don't was, think was, Russiagate was wrong? No, 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 no He's no. saying the level of of I do of think it was equivalent to Iraq. Iraq. Oh, no. I mean, come on. No, you're talking hundreds yeah. of thousands yeah. of people. I get what you're saying. No, so you're saying the comparison is, is a, a berserk to, to make that. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a threat to democracy, and Matt's though. I'm saying this is like the, the Snowden releases of the NSA. I'm sorry. This is a private company. You know, yeah. as a business guy, I'm sure your public relations people called up local Channel 5 and said, don't run that story. Yeah. You know, that happens all the time. Should the government be doing it? Absolutely not. What, what you- but could Twitter have announced something? Could have Twitter at that time said, the FBI contacted us. We're not yeah. going to give them this information. They could have. Yes, and they, they didn't. Could. What are yep. your thoughts on Jordan Peterson? Uh, I think Jordan Peterson's a lunatic. And I think his, <laughs> I think his, his perspective on, uh, on, on women is just twisted. Um, he might be good for, you know, helping wayward uh, kids who don't know how to make their bed. But I think that <clears throat> I think that a lot of his ideas are really incredibly toxic and bizarre, frankly. What is it what you, uh, on women specifically? Oh, I mean, just, the, the you know, I'm not a, uh, a Jordan Peterson file, but I just remember the last thing that uh, I had talked about that he had said was he was speculating that perhaps it was a detriment to women uh, not to not for men to have some form of ownership stake. I think he was talking just sort of like, you know, 
broadly like loose investment in relationship with them to protect them from uh, from rape. Both statistically, that's bizarre, but also the idea that like when and it wasn't that long ago that women were chattel of their husband, let's say, in this country or uh, women were property. Rape wasn't even a crime against women. It was a crime against the owner of women. Wow. So like it's his stuff is completely ahistorical. Why and do you, why do you think he has such a massive following and what do you think about his followers? I, I mean, I don't know his followers. I don't know who they are. I, I imagine they're, they're, they're young people. But, I mean, I think there's a, there's a bunch of reasons. I think that, look, this is a, um, it is a, society is in a period of transition of, uh, because people who have been marginalized uh, for the, at least in the context of American society, um, have more of a voice, particularly through like social media and this and that. But also, um, I think like there's more of a voice in terms of like there's not as much hostility from uh, law and this and that. It was only 2013 when when uh, there was marriage equality in this country. Um, and I think there's also a um, and I think that it, it makes it hard for some people to understand where they fit in. And I think there is a very strong message from fundamentalists in this country, religious fundamentalists, who are, um, you know, white knuckledly holding on to their system of the way that uh, society and families and people should be organized and uh, their interpretation of gender and whatnot, because it's it's all perceived as a threat. And and so I think within that milieu, and and then I think there's other factors in terms of like money. There's there's money. That, that sloshes around on the right that is helpful to things that push their ideology. Um, so I think it's a combination of all those things. I, th I, think, I think Jordan Peterson, you know, you, you can't uh, ever be 100% um, uh, accurate on everything that you say without offending people. You're going to say some stuff that's going to offend people. I think he has helped a lot of young boys who have been lost uh, the last 10, 20 years know a little bit more about what it is to be a man uh, the, the endless amount of stories of how that guy positively impacted people's lives is uh is it's the, the number is unbelievable how big it is on what well, where i mean where do you, you i've heard you say i think uh, or someone told me that you you you're, you're a data guy where is like do you is that just anecdote anecdotes or uh go have you ever filled up an arena with fifteen thousand people no, but That's Andrew Dice Clay did uh, thirty thousand. But back the in difference the day. is the difference is we went to Andrew Dice Clay for comedy, but people are going to Peterson for other reasons. Well, that doesn't to necessarily up, mean it's having a positive impact on society. I think for men to be stronger is a positive impact on society in an era with so many uh, fatherless homes that they don't have a man giving them direction. Thank God someone is giving them direction. Well, I, uh, I worry about that guy. If people want direction, they can come to me. I'll give, I'll give <laughs> yeah. a man direction. Well, that, that would be a fun case to see you uh, uh, give mindset to 100 boys and him give mindset to 100 boys, and we see what happens 20 years later. It's yours, by the way. And It'd be an interesting one. By the way, last one here. See that another, guy, another guy. You could afford to set that up. I would be open to it. Another one is another one is Jimmy Dore. We had Jimmy on. We had a lot of fun with him. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about Jimmy and then everybody said, hey, Jimmy, same way they're saying about you. I'm having a lot of fun having you yeah. on. I had Jimmy on. Like, Interesting guy. What do, you, what do you think about Jimmy? Well, you know, Jimmy uh, and I, I don't know that we were friends necessarily, but we were simpatico. And then in like uh, 2016, uh, he was saying uh, stuff on his show. I think he was back on TYT at that time. He had another show. He was okay with Peter Thiel being a Supreme Court justice. He was talking about how Donald Trump was going to resurrect the Democratic Party and Donald Trump will get elected. And if he gets elected, we'll get Elizabeth Warren in, in 2020. I mean, these were all things that he had come up with. And, you know, I, I, I sent them an email. I said, look, you want to come on my show? We should talk about this because I think a lot of that stuff is crazy. And he said, no, no, no. And uh, so I started, you know, he said, go ahead, rip me a new asshole. And so I I played the clip, and then he must have been listening to the show because I take calls. I take live calls, unscreened calls. That's cool. Every day. And uh, he calls in, and we have a debate. And the guy— Jimmy, it, Jimmy called in. Yeah, Jimmy called in from his yeah. car, I guess. And, and the guy didn't know anything about what he was talking about. He didn't know what a filibuster was. He made all these predictions. He said, I said, look, dude, you get Donald Trump in there, there's a chance you get three Supreme Court justices. He says— 
Oh, you, you, that's like the, the moon could fall into Lake Michigan. Well, it turns out the moon fell into Lake Michigan. Um, and, and, and we're going to feel the effects. I mean, for people, I don't know if it, it necessarily bothers you guys, but for, for, for me, the idea of like not just rolling back abortion, but the, the Voting Rights Act, um, uh, I mean, government agencies that have the ability to do stuff, I mean, it, it's massive. I mean, it is a tidal wave. I don't you think the American public. You either fully realize that could have been the single biggest thing a president has done to help their party the last 60 years, or it is the worst thing for the opposing party. McConnell, yeah. I think, gets that credit because McConnell yeah. was the one who would not even have a nomination hearing. They controlled the Senate, would not have a nomination hearing. So he kept that. Trump. That's, that's McConnell. That's McConnell. Yeah. I think that is the most under uh, understood reason why Never Donald Trump got elected. in a million elected. years would I have guessed you would have been a supporter of Mitch McConnell and given him <laughs> that kind of credit. Sam, I was ready for a lot. I wasn't ready for this one. You you shook me a little bit. Can I, can I say one well, real fast? Yeah. We're, we're about to be done. Who do you think, besides Biden, if he does run again, if he can even make it, who would be the Democrat <laughs> right now? Question. Yeah, Sam, right now, if you had to pick out of the entire Democratic Party pool, who would be, I know it's early as hell, but who would be their number one? Me and Adam, who we still haven't made this bet, we were we betting that... Um, Gavin Newsom's going to be their number one. No, that's what I mean. Have. Look, I, 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 there's nobody I can name that I would want to be president yeah. in the Democratic yeah. Party right now. Uh-huh. But I think that it, it more than likely, it's someone like uh, Pritzker uh, in Illinois, JB or or yeah. Whitmer. This is I'm not. I, I want to make it clear. Yeah, yeah. These are not my. This is not my 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 picks. This is my Your assessment and analysis. Yeah, yeah. I would say Pritzker, Whitmer. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, Shapiro in Pennsylvania, um, I would say those would be the ones that I would, uh, if I had to place a bet, yeah, it would be one of those three. Oh, wow. These are not, I should say, these are not my picks. They're just, you're guessing. The, you're these, the- these are like, if I have to go, uh, bet, you know, my kids 529 on it. Gotcha. <laughs> Fantastic uh, podcast. Really enjoyed having you on. If you want to find more about Sam's podcast, hey, Rob, can we put the link below, please, so they can go find it? Put it in the chat. Put it in the description. Put it at the top so they can go find them. Do you want people to go to your website or do you want them to go to your YouTube channel? Uh, whatever is comfortable for people. Okay. Put, 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 is that what, you right there? It's a good-looking guy. Yeah, right? a, he looks like a Hollywood picture. star. He it's looks a like a Hollywood picture. star. I am a little bit lazy when it comes to promotion. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. I'm not the best business Go to YouTube. Go to the website. Hang out with Capitalist. Yeah. You'll get better uh, whatever. at it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, people find it. So it? so we, we are uh, uh, announcing today in the text who is going to be on the April 6th live podcast. If you want to find out who it is to purchase tickets at our next building, the Comedy Club and the Cigar Lounge, text the word podcast. To three one zero three four zero one one three two. Again, text the word podcast, not podcasts. Some people are doing plural, singular podcast to three one zero three four zero one one three two. In less than an hour, we're gonna text that group and let them know exactly who the guests are gonna be on that podcast live. Looking forward to seeing many of you guys there. Sam, once again, appreciate you for coming. Thanks on. for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Sam.